My name is John. Buddy Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz Podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s Packers football and live to talk about it. This podcast is dedicated to the greatest fans of all, Packer fans. And, you know, again, we love you, and we love you to have you on the show. Football is here. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and that was thinking, awful Andy? fast, John. <laughs> That's the fastest intro ever. <laughs> we got the fastest intro ever, buddy. Okay. So we're making Andy, it work tonight. <laughs> we are making this work tonight. All right, buddy. You're desperate for football too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we're not talking about do? family night, correct? So anything you no, want to add on that? Night. Moving on. Now, that's old news. That's old news. There wasn't really anything out of family night. Uh, nothing really. You know, there was it's some nice. A, it's, uh, just a, it's just a practice. It's just a glorified yeah, practice, practice with uh, 65,000 fans in attendance. Mm, 65,000. That just, you know, that crazy. just proves to everybody how great of fans we actually have. Yeah, that's that's Packer pretty fans awesome. Are the greatest fan. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so Jan, uh, you know, Packers Blitz fans out there, everybody around the nation and the world, um, you know, I'm so desperate for football that I did two things um, a few days ago that I thought I'd never do. And the first thing was uh, because I thought that it was one of the better Packer games from last season, I rewatched the Christmas game against the Miami Dolphins, uh, which I like to call a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and a and a and a personal Christmas present for me and everybody else out there. If you were watching the game, it was great to see yeah, them win and beat Miami because I don't think anybody gave them a shot. Um, no, but but when after as I was watching it and after I watched it, I was wrong. <laughs> I I really don't think it was one of our best games. So uh, so hmm. just rewatch it if you can. Um, the, the Dolphins basically gave us that victory uh, with a fumble by, uh, I think it was Raheem Mostert, and three interceptions yeah. by Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, I think they all came in the second half, and they were total Correct. gifts. Uh, they He threw p three passes right to our defenders and not even close to any of his receivers. So um, one of them especially was to Jair Alexander. I mean, it went right to perfectly to him right in his gut and it was a total gift again and again nothing that Jair actually did he just happened to be at the right place at the right time so um and our defense was so porous uh I can't believe uh the Dolphins head coach uh I think his name is Mike McDaniel uh, mm -hmm. man, I can't believe he didn't call more run plays. Uh, the pass defense gave up a lot of wide open passes over the middle. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a catch, uh, for an 80 yard touchdown pass and he, he caught it, um, like on a crossing route, maybe like, I don't know, 10, 15 yards down the field and he took it to the house, 84 yards, right. uh, with nobody even right. touching him. And it still amazes me to this day that that even happened. I'm just venting right now. I'm just. Just got to get it off my chest. So watching it, uh, it was kind of amazing that we even won. But we did get a 94-yard return uh, from Keyshawn Nixon, of course, which was pretty cool. He didn't score. 
And and then the funny part was even when he got us down to like the four yard line, we didn't score anyway. But uh, yeah. again, a total gift of a game. We ended up winning the game. It was it was a it was a fun game to watch. But when you go back and watch yeah. it, you're like, how did we win this game? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm gonna go back yeah. and watch the Dallas game and the, there's uh, the Minnesota game again because I just like watching but, uh, you know the Packers. Yeah, the, the Dallas game is by so far I'm gonna watch that game, game over again. We played. Yeah, Dallas yeah. is by far the best. Yeah, game I just, I, it, 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 I, I, I didn't choose wisely. <laughs> the quite, <laughs> kind of quote of uh, Indiana Jones movie. I think it was what was it, The Last, Last Crusade. Crusade? Yeah, I yes, did not sir. choose wisely. And then the second thing I said I, I'd never do uh, was watch every second of a Packers preseason game, uh, but I did that on Friday night against Good the Bengals. You. And actually, yeah. actually, my my wife and my son, uh, Nolan, were kind of wondering, what are you doing? Why are you still watching the game? <laughs> you know, because I, I promised, actually, I promised you, John, I think I texted you. I said, I'm yeah. going to watch the game if I can. Yeah, I'm going to find yeah. whatever station it's on. I will watch it, watch it. And I and I watched every second. So the thing is, I can't stop the game. Cause I'm not recording yeah. it. I'm watching it live. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, right. um, because of that, I literally had to watch every second where, you know, I wasn't running to the bathroom or anything like that. We won't get into that or going sure. to the fridge too often. Um, I was trying yeah. to pay attention to the game the entire time. So we've got some really good information on that coming up shortly. So yeah. Yeah. We John, uh, yeah, so uh, obviously uh, I have uh, I can stop it and fast forward it. Um, so I'm one of the lucky ones, because <laughs> there were some parts of it you're like, "What's going on? This is horrible." Uh, but again, I watch the preseason game like yourself. Watch every second of it while fast forward through commercials and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> Andy, we need a tight end. <laughs> Tyler Davis is most likely done the season he had a devastated knee injury uh tearing his acl uh according to Mm -hmm. pff that's pro football focus folks uh davis led the packers in special team snaps 344 last season and finished tied for the third most in uh social teams tackles so uh uh, mercedes lewis (laughs) i know you're with the bears right now but uh yeah uh, needs to be on speed Dell, doesn't he yeah, yeah i don't think mercedes can play special teams though anymore so no, that would but be an issue we, we're, but we're going to need some help off of that because um you know i, I really felt that musgrave uh did pretty good uh there were some things in there i was like yeah he's a rookie um and then uh the other with tyler uh bates correct um the other rookie he looked like he was like yeah deer in the headlights so yeah anyway so yeah we'll talk a little we'll talk a little little bit bit about that um but there's this uh uh austin guy that we have that's six eight we'll talk about him lately and he was yeah so he made you know actually Maybe not be the next Mercedes Lewis, but he's kind of in that mold. Big dude. Mm-hmm. So, 
He's a big guy. Yep. Um, the other thing was Simone Biles was at the game to support <laughs> her husband. She go was. back, go. She looked great in green and gold, by the way. Uh, and she won the U.S. Classic Gymnastics meet we talked about in episode 31. So congratulations, Simone. Uh, that's awesome. Now, this is another thing that I saw that just blew me away. Who <laughs> the heck Manuel Wilson? Man, Wilson, get that guy the ball. He looked like, like I, I was, it was funny, Andy, because I was sitting there, you know, I was leaning back, drinking my beer. And I see this guy in the, I think it was in the fourth quarter. He, he just scats out, he moves, and all of a sudden he's gone on the sidelines. And I go, who in the hell is that guy? <laughs> and this kid ran all over the place. I believe he is a free agent pickup from like some division two or three school. Division one. He's division he's from one. Division one? I think wow. so. Okay. Yeah. I thought he should do anyway. That was unbelievable. Um, the other thing I really liked was our defense looks fast. Okay, so normally when you look at our defense, and you know, who knows what will happen, right? But our defense just looked like Valentine and Keyson Nixon and uh, all these other uh, linebackers that were in there that they were moving in and out, like McDuffie and, and so on and so forth. Our defense just looked like, wow, they look fast. And except for a couple of screw-ups here and there, which eh, happens in you know the uh, preseason, I really, really loved it. However... <laughs> I like I'm stealing your line, uh, Andy. However, uh, Lucas Van Ness still has a lot to learn. Um, there were plays, and you know, again, you can go to YouTube, they had different clips where he would run himself out of a play, or there were times where he was just trying to manhandle tackle when he should just pick him up and throw him out of the way. He was like trying to dance with them. It seemed like he's like, no, 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 dude, your pocket Hercules or little Hercules, where the hell they call you, just beat the guy, bull rush him, knock him on his ass, and get in there and get the guy. So, one more thing, uh, Andy and I will go into further details into the game, like I said, and we're gonna pick our Packers Blitz Player of the Game. So let's get right into the highlights. Andy, take it away. Yeah, so the Packers won, everybody. Uh, pick, Packers victory over the Bengals, thirty-six uh, nineteen, I believe the score was. Uh, their that kicker kicked a lot of field goals. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So basically, we'll go through the game recap right now. Uh, the team looked good, uh, like John had said. Uh, the offense was efficient in the red zone, scoring five touchdowns. Most importantly, there was consistency and not a lot of three and outs. Uh, the defense bent, uh, but it didn't break by giving up a ton of uh, field goals like we had just talked about. The only opposing mm -hmm. uh, TD was a pick six thrown by Sean Clifford, which, you know, is going to happen. He's a rookie and whatnot. Uh, yeah. He did look yeah. pretty good, though, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, he did throw that. Pick six, which is not on the defense. And that's why I mentioned and brought it up. Our defense actually yeah. 
played pretty well overall. We're very, very aggressive, which I like to see, and fast, yeah, like like John said. So uh, here's some of the takeaways, uh, John, Packer fans out there, Packers Blitz fans. Uh, Matt LaFleur has talked about how it's a process. It's process over results right now for Jordan Love. With the thought being that if the process is consistent, the results will follow. Well, it looks as if we all saw Jordan Love executing the process part of the equation in Cincinnati. He was poised, had command of the line of scrimmage, went through his progressions, and made good decisions. John, you got any comments on Jordan Love? It's one of our takeaways. Yeah, I, I, I thought he played pretty good, pretty well. Yeah, he... He he played pretty well. The, the key moving forward is and fuck you, Tom Brady. <laughs> he <laughs> lived through like Tom Brady. He did the Dinkin. He did the lip, but you know that's okay. If anybody's going in the regular season, Dinkin Dunk move the you know put the run in there and stuff. That's how Tom Brady did his career. That's how he won Super Bowls, folks. He didn't go deep hardly at all until he got Randy no. Moss on his team. And, you know, that one where he uh, threw it to a Watson down the sidelines where I thought it was yep. six, and that safety, yep. if, if that Last safety second. is one second late, even a second late, that is six. Yep. So uh, he I, probably I like should have should have thrown it more to the what do they call it the boundary yeah. toward the sideline, but that's just yeah. being picky. It actually yeah, wasn't a bad just, pass, yeah. and it it pretty much hit him in stride. He wasn't slowing down for it. No, he uh, was not. And so down. it was he a that pretty good, pretty darn good pass. Maybe a just a hair too late, but you know that's just you know it was that's good to NFL, see it. Right? That's the NFL. It's very good right. to see that. Game of inches. And, and you're gonna it was, bring, that was yeah, you're going to bring this. That pass yeah. was broken up just at the last second. So, yeah, Absolutely. most of his passes, John, like you said, were within five, ten yards of the line of scrimmage, and that was it. Even the yeah. touchdown to Dobbs. There's nothing wrong was, with that. He was at, they were nothing at the ten-yard line when he threw it. So mm-hmm. that was actually mm-hmm. one of his longer passes. You know, so. Yeah. And, um, and the one that he, he missed, the, the Musgrave, yeah, we'll uh, talk I know about he wants that, that in a minute, one back. But, yeah. yeah, and you'll talk Wide about open that. Wide Romeo third down. Dobbs throw. So, yeah, talk about both of those because those yeah. were NFL throws, folks. Those were, those were you know, yeah. especially if, the Dobbs. If, was a good if anybody out there goes on the internet, you'll hear, you'll actually either hear a soundbite or see something from Colin Cowherd. I'm just going to bring it up. I wouldn't normally oh, do this because we don't like he was he was ripping in the jordan love that he was just dinking and dunking and couldn't make a long pass and whatnot and it's like give me a break and then when it came to that one play where he has to make the throw and and he's wide open you gotta make that throw yeah, yeah you make that throw. normally you do but he was seven. He still was seven for ten, and he didn't go into any of the positives. He just brought up the the one negative, and that was. Of course, he did. You know, because he's a punk. So that yeah, that was the whole thing. So I mean, it was ridiculous, yeah. and he was he did talk about that a lot in his show today, and he's been talking about it actually a lot uh, on his show the last several days. But you know, that's it's mm-hmm. a pretty ridiculous. Give the guy a break. Um, let, let you know. 
give him a chance. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, if right. he's playing, you know, crappy <sighs> <laughs> during the season, then I then fine. But I mean, the guy okay. was seven of ten with a touchdown right. pass. Give me a break. You only played right. a few series. I mean, yeah, it's just after, ridiculous. Yeah, so right. yeah, yeah. Moving so, on. <laughs> so moving on. So second takeaway that that I had and a lot of other people had, <laughs> there uh, may be some ups and downs, uh, but the Packers' young wide receivers are an exciting group. Uh, Christian Watson, mm. we just talked about about him, can get, get open deep. Rebo Dobbs is really good at creating separation as a route runner. Jaden Reed brings more speed and makes contested catches just like he did at Michigan State and against the Wisconsin Badgers a lot last year, by the way. Uh, and very interesting, he also returned punts very in the game. So, yeah, and he hold seems on a second. like... Stop. I'm going to stop you. Right. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Didn't you love... He did not. He caught one where he could have ran to the sidelines. He could easily done that. He caught one and he just ran right in the middle of everybody, and then he couldn't get anywhere, and they ran to the sidelines. Well, and you know the key something- too, John, is he caught the ball and didn't fumble it like yeah. Mari Rogers. Yeah, so I'm gonna say on that. The the other thing that shows me that this guy could be something was there was a pass. Uh, I think it was in the second or third quarter. I can't remember from Clifford to uh, Jaden Reed and the corner totally grabbed Jaden Reed's arm and was dragging on him. And Jaden Reed still reached out and was still be able to get the ball. But when he couldn't get it, he stopped and he made like a motion to throw the flag. <laughs> the, for flag the flag. That's like, yeah. Yeah. Now most, yeah, rookies, most rookies typically don't do that because they're told, you know, they're not going to get the call, but he not only got the call, but it was a it was the right call because that corner was from Cincinnati, just manhandling him and just dragging on his arm that he couldn't move it. So I like what I see so far. We'll see if that continues. But that that's a veteran move. That's smart. You know, he made it blatant enough that even the ref could not miss that. I mean, if they would have missed that, that would have been like, oh man, you missed quite a bit. So. Anyway, yeah, there was on. even a um, there was even an article today. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, <laughs> but uh, they said that Dobbs better be looking over his shoulder too. That Jen Re- Reed's been so impressive that he might take you know reps and snaps away from him as well. So um, I don't see that happening though, <laughs> because Dobbs looks pretty know. good himself, and he has a pretty good rapport. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't I didn't understand that whole article, but there was an article out there that was talking about that. I was like, what? Of course. I don't know. Yeah, right. All right. So our young, exciting receivers. So Samari uh, Toure uh, consistently, consistently makes plays and looks much better than last year's version. Dontavian Wicks led the team with three catches for 68 yards. Uh, Malik Heath had a night uh, catching three passes and blocking uh, Cincy's uh, one of Cincy's DBs for 30 yards down the field, it looked like, and out of bounds. They replayed that several times. I was like, holy, <sighs> holy crap. Saying crap did you tonight, hear? But, did you hear what he... But he's been Malik, really good at he, that. Yeah, Malik, he said, well, it's time for me to be a goon and take over. Yeah. <laughs> for blocking yeah, people. Yeah, a goon. 
Because remember yep. when we had um, uh, Lazard. Uh, try Lazard, where he knocked everyone on their butts, especially in that right. Miami game. He knocked three guys out. Three out guys down on one block. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then he did so like he was like pointing at him. One, two, three. He yep. got fined for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're lucky he didn't get a, a flag on that either because that was a yeah, big yeah. play in the game, but we won't talk about that. And <laughs> there was a fullback. Did I I gotta rub my eyes? Did I actually must, see a fullback, Andy? Yeah, there might that actually might might be a position in the NFL again. So Henry Pearson uh, made a uh nice uh uh, block on the edge to spring Emmanuel Wilson on his third quarter TD run. So um, did a nice job uh, to get him to the edge. Uh, and then you got DeGuara again. Um, is he a tight end? Is he a fullback? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Pearson, you know, was also playing special teams. DeGuara plays special teams. So it's going to come down to, you know, yeah. who can play, uh, you know, special teams because uh, we're going to need them now that we lost, yeah. lost that other Tyler tight end, Davis. right, John? Yeah. Tyler Davis, yeah. Uh, two, talking about tight ends, uh, we used a lot of two uh, tight end sets. Uh, however, the, the Packers are, are running out of healthy tight ends. We just talked about this. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. And so, again, uh, hopefully uh, some of the guys will step up. So since last awesome. week, uh, the starting safeties were again Darnell Savage and and Mister Biles, Jonathan uh, Owens, uh, during the yeah. game. He was the new starter, and uh, so that was new. That changed though in practice on Sunday. By the way, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jonathan didn't have his best game, uh-huh. and uh, so we'll talk about that. But he did did start the preseason game. Uh, yeah. so, and then I thought da- Dallin Lovett had a good game. Uh, he was always near the ball, had a pass defense and an interception. He's also a big special teams player for us. So I figured I'd mention him, uh, sixth takeaway, <laughs> just like, uh, Packers blitz is all about blitzing Packers fans with a lot of stories and information on their favorite football team. The aggressive Packers defense blitzed a lot throughout the yeah. night. Great to sure see. Did. Isn't it, John? They, yeah. they, they, need, they need to do oh. that. They need yeah. to do that. And my yep, and it, my boy, my boy, Tyler Kraft was in on some of those. I mean, Carl Brooks. Uh, he was Carl in on Brooks. some of those. Carl Brooks, excuse me. Yeah, he was in on some of those. He had a really nice game, I thought. He had some nice push. Yep. They're, they're, and my, and they're the guy wide. that I really like, Brenton Cox, had a good game mm. as well. Yeah. So we'll br- we'll yeah. bring that up a little bit too. Yeah. A lot of our yeah. defensive tackles, a lot of our defensive linemen had a good game. Um good. Devontae Wyatt did not. <laughs> but a lot of them did. So, yeah. yeah, actually he had the worst uh rating, PFF rating in the game for our defensive tackles. Yeah, I saw so. that. That was interesting. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up, but <laughs> on a positive note, most of our guys played really really well, really really stout yeah. and uh put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, which is great. Um, it's great yeah. to see. So last thing I wanted to mention, uh, lucky seven, um, our rookie kicker, Anders Carlson was having a fantastic preseason game up until he missed two consecutive extra points wide, right? Wide, mm-hmm. right. Seems to be the direction that Anders seems to miss a lot. 
he pushes the ball. Uh, I saw assistant coach, uh, assistant head coach, Rich Basaccia, chew him out and motion with his arms to come through the kick. So he kind of motioned, you know, that come through motion. Yes. And um, so this all reminds me of the movie Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. (laughs) The Miami Dolphins place kicker in the movie had a problem wide right and the laces not being turned out by the placeholder. Uh, so, you know, laces out, laces out, John. <laughs> and uh, so, by the way, uh, punter Pat O'Donnell uh, was the holder yeah. on both misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, kicker Anders Carlson um, did did make a 45-yard field goal and three out of five extra points so it wasn't a total yeah it wasn't a total loss no i mean he looked really good up until then they were even complimenting him yeah. and then he then he pushed yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. to the right again so yeah. what you gonna do gotta make adjustments though and it's this this is how it's gonna be with a rookie kicker john just like oh, our yeah. hopefully yeah so is is and you know what it is. who we have on speed dial <laughs> <laughs> yeah 15 yeah. years with the club right yeah we we yeah. won't get into it because we want the poor guy give the poor guy a break let it let's just you know crosby and then there was relax <laughs> and then there were a lot of players that we just wanted to watch again and again if you take yeah. tape it uh you know packers again new starting quarterback jordan love efficient and control accurate um, again, he did miss Luke Musgrave uh, for a third down conversion, wide open, uh, coming across the uh, ro- across the middle of the field. And um, so, John uh, Luke was open quite a bit. Again, he's 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 your guy, big, yep. fast, good blocker, cool. great route runner. Uh, he could be really, really good this year for the pack. Really good. Yeah. Uh, and and man, I think I think you're right. He could be the next star tight end in the mold of a like a Travis Kelsey or a Dallas Goddard. Um, typically, and I keep seeing this over and over again, they keep mentioning Dallas Goddard. But man, if if he's either one of those guys, oh, uh, that's, one. that's a great pick for the Packers then. So yeah. And then I, back to Jordan. Really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just really quickly though, I, I am a little bit worried about Tucker Craft. He looked a little slow, like I said, and he's out of looked- sorts. Yeah, he he just didn't look like he knew. It wasn't that he didn't know what he was doing. You could tell he was thinking too much because he ran a route and then he was like, am I supposed to be here? Kind of look like, and they were like, no, you're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to be over here. So we'll see how that goes. And he still has injury issues on his ankle, I believe, or knee. Uh, So we might sit him this year and then we will have to go after and get a tight end. Because we can't just have Musgrave and that six eight guy and who else? <laughs> we don't got anybody else. So he's got exactly. He's we better. don't. So anyway, we really don't. Yeah. Not anymore. So uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, so Jordan was seven of ten, like we had talked a bit about before. Mm-hmm. He threw a ten yard TD pass to Romeo Dobbs. Again, they've got that great connection. Um, so a really positive night for Jordan, I thought. Um, you know, so don't listen to Colin Cowherd on that. Uh, and then our backup yeah, quarterback, Sean off. Clifford, <laughs> our backup quarterback, Sean Clifford, looked the part of a NFL quarterback. He he was very resilient. 
Uh, even when he made mistakes, he had a couple interceptions. He came right back and made plays. He's more mobile than I thought. He ran twice for 27 yards. Right. On one play, I don't know if you remember this one, John. Clifford uh -huh. totally faked faked out a defender yep. right out of his out of his jock strap. Uh, yep. Overall, he was 20 uh, for 26 for 208 yards and a touchdown pass. And uh, he did have the two interceptions, but I mean, overall, pretty positive night for him. Uh, and you know and who John, he reminds he's, he's, me of? He's going to be our backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of Matt Flynn. Just kind of like that kind of swagger and that kind of like he doesn't have a great arm and he knows he's not that great athletic, but it doesn't seem like anything bothers him. Like he threw those two interceptions and he was like, okay, let me go out there. Oh, there we go. And he had a, a pretty good game, you know? Um, and if you remember Matt Flynn, when he was at LSU, he played all four years um, and wasn't really a starter for them until later on when they won the national championship at LSU. Uh, and he's just kind of that guy that just comes in and you can be like, not to say, so let's temper our enthusiasm here. Not to say this guy's going to be Matt Flynn anytime soon and come in and possibly win us two or three games if something would happen to Jordan Love. But he kind of still has that kind of swagger and, and kind of look Matt Flynn have where he just doesn't, it doesn't seem like anything bothered him. It seemed like, okay, I'm going to get out there and, and remember, Matt Flynn against the Detroit Lions threw six touchdowns. Six. <laughs> yep. I was going to mention that if oh. you didn't. I was like, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, it'll yeah. be a game that he throws six. That that got him a contract, I Woo. think, with Seattle, didn't it? Correct, with Seattle. And then yep. they drafted Wilson, Russell Wilson, and Wilson! the rest of history there. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't start many games for them at all. At Russell Wilson no. was, was their guy. They found out really, really yeah. quick. So Speaking of Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, undrafted rookie running back from Fort Valley State. Fort Valley State, the where the heck is that? <laughs> what the hell? Emmanuel that? Wilson, who is that? Uh, ran for who? 111 yards and two touchdowns. He looked really fast on his 80 yeah. yard touchdown run. The Cincy defensive backs, several of them could not catch up to Emmanuel. Yeah. Supposedly, him. his 40 yard dash time was only 4.62 seconds. Uh, really? I don't know if. I, I wish, you know, we could find out how fast he was running on that play. They could probably do some video, uh, whatever they yeah, do, they and, do and figure yeah. out how yeah. many miles per hour he was running or whatever. But he was not. He was cruising at four point six. He had to be no, four point four. Or, right, he was yeah. outrunning those defensive backs. You don't do that unless you're running super fast. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Looked really good on that run. That was an eighty-yard touchdown run. Uh, so John, he gave me the impression that he that he could run a three point one second forty, which matches the number thirty one on his jersey, by the way. So number thirty one, he's going to go down in the in Packers history, right? Number thirty one, get rid of his number. Eventually retired. He looks so good. <laughs> uh, so Wilson looks elusive and and like a game changer. If he can play on special teams, he has a chance to make the roster. There's always a chance. Uh, they keep saying though we're only going to keep two running backs though, John. So yeah, um, he's he's, no. he's definitely a feel good story. 
Emmanuel Wilson yeah. confirmed that Friday was the 14th anniversary of his father's passing, mm-hmm. coinciding with his NFL debut. So pretty awesome that uh, you yeah. know, that he did that, went out and played so well, and uh, was remembering his dad. So, yeah, um, and then I talked a little bit about this before, but outside linebacker Brenton Cox, a highly recruited high school player with troubles in college, played really well Friday night. He put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I watched a play in which he made an incredibly athletic play and batted down a pass. Uh, John, if you recall, if you recall, I mentioned him as a great candidate mm, to make the team did. several episodes ago. He has the skill and talent to be a difference maker for the Green Bay Packers football team. As I was listening to the broadcast, I was disappointed to have the the, the broadcasters mentioning Rashawn Gary as – as a playmaker and everything, they mentioned him a lot and a key cog in mm-hmm. the Packers. Team. The reason I was disappointed, John Packers fans, our defense needs to be more than one player. You know, I know shutdown corner, Jerry Alexander. I know you're thinking, yeah, he's not, he's a great player too. I'm not saying that, but they continually brought up Trishon Gary being the guy. Right. But on the defensive line, you know, the, the defensive line has to put pressure on the quarterback they have to be more than just Rashawn Gary. So I'm just going to say that. Yeah. So, but they were right. bringing up him a lot and he's off the pup list, by the way, which is great. Yeah. Um, thank so God. maybe we'll see him in action soon, but I doubt they're going to play him at all in the, in the preseason and hopefully Not he's ready again. for op- opening night. So against the bears. So uh, sports illustrated mentioned that slot corner Keyshawn Nixon made a short lived, but immediate impact on the game. Of course, because sports illustrated brought that up. Now I have to bring it up. <laughs> the first play of the game was a blitz in which Nixon came off the edge and sacked the quarterback moments later. Yep. He broke up a third down pass to force a punt. Nixon definitely set the aggressive defensive tone for the game. Uh, he only played a series, maybe two series, and he was out. So he he wasn't there in there very long, but he made a big impact. Mm-hmm. So figured I'd bring that up. Uh, cornerback Carrington Valentine had a monster game playing for the aforementioned Jair Alexander. Uh, he was out with a groin, by the way. Valentine was all over the field with four solo tackles, three passes defensed, and one interception. Valentine is just another walk is just an, another welcome addition to the, an already very very deep cornerback room. According to Cody Williams of fansided.com, it's a quote from Cody. The tackling was the most impressive with the Kentucky product showing a great football IQ to make a handful of plays against the run, something the coaches will surely be raving about. So because of that, John, and because of what Cody Williams said from the fan sided, um, and they were talking about this actually as, as one of the keys and the, one of the things to look for in the game, I think it was uh, John Kuhn. Kuhn? Remember Kuhn? John the fullback? Kuhn. Yep. Yeah. He had mentioned Karen, Carrington Valentine before the game even started, uh, and he demanded he step up. So he's my Packers Blitz player of the game. So, John, uh, do you have one? Uh, maybe I'll change my mind. Well, we should probably come up with a consensus consensus on this, shouldn't we? Well, well, we don't have to. We can each choose okay. a different one. No okay. Problem. What was yours? Later, <laughs> Mine was Carrington Valentine. 
Okay. When we do uh regular season, then I want to pick one. You pick one that's your okay. defensive guy. Then I'll pick my defensive guy. You know, we'll, we'll do that because we'll have a more better okay. understanding. So okay. mine is Wilson. Okay. Emmanuel Wilson. Yeah, my, that's kind of the, the easy one, why, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know you're yeah. right. The reason why, though, yeah. is when he ran that 80-yard uh, for that score, I mean, it was like, a bunch of little kids watching their best friend, you know, score uh, a touchdown. I, I mean, the whole Packer bench erupted. Uh, you see Matt LaFleur had this huge smile on his face. And, and to me, that's what football is about, right? It, it's just to see someone probably not going to make the team, more than likely probably going to be a practice squad or a last-minute cut. But this guy had his moment in the sun, uh, you know, for an NFL game where that's going to be there forever. You know what I mean? He can show his kids that this is what this is what dad did, you know, and, you know, that's what I think in preseason. That's why I picked him, because I was just like, I'm just happy for a guy like that, because it's so hard to make the NFL roster. uh, And these guys, especially from Fort Valley State. Yeah. Where they are, yeah, you know, that's what makes football great. That's yeah. why I love football. So, let's get on to the NFC 2023 NFC North position rankings, special teams, right? Is that what you want to talk about, Andy? Yeah, uh, yeah, it just I read the article and it just kind of made me upset. <laughs> so, I oh boy, it, here we go. It, I throw it in there because we've talked a lot about the importance of special teams and the Packers have to be better. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of changes, but they, they need to keep the momentum moving forward, uh, their upward trend. Uh, but there was an article from Detroit sports nation. Uh, Detroit. so yeah, that's Detroit. Yeah. And so that, so they ranked the NFC North special teams position groups, uh, the bottom line what they said was special teams can make or break the NFC North race. I think that's yeah. could be the case this year because all those teams are kind of jumbled together. So just, so just when you thought the Packers special teams had turned a corner and was trending upward, you know, you get this article from Detroit sports nation and you know, you're not people out there are not going to be surprised who they picked number one, <laughs> by the way, but at number four, they had the Packers last dead last in special teams uh, rankings Uh, at three. They had the bears at two. They had the Vikings and at number one in the division is the lions. So John, do you have any response to this article? I was going to go into in depth each team and I was like, nah, but it just kind of burns me that they ranked the Packers last. I think they had made quite an improvement last year in special teams. Yes. They do not have Mason Crosby this year. And that was yeah. part of the reasons that they put him lower because of, of Anders course. Carlson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we have a pretty good return guy in Keyshawn Nixon. I mean, yeah. he's one of the top guys in the league. Uh, they've got a guy on the Lions. I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's ranked, I believe, number five. So he's no slouch either. So um, you could debate and and analyze it, but having yeah. the package ranked number four, I think, was kind of a slight. 
I, I do too. And that's what happens when you go to a hometown newspaper. They're going to be looking at it like, I don't know, with uh, their own view and kind of a narrow point of view. And, you know, the Viking special teams is not that great. Bears is not that great. I, I kind of lump us in, I would say, if you put the Packers anyway, I would put us at two. I'd put the, the Viking, or excuse me, the Bears last. Because the Bears just don't seem to, I don't know. The, their special teams always just seems like, eh, they're there. They do enough. Uh, but not not a surprise. But I will say with Lions fans, be careful. Everybody's looking at you. Did you know, Andy, I read this article saying that the Lions are going to be in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers. And I just went, mm-hmm. Huh? There's some people picking them to make the Super Bowl, John. I'm like, huh? And Detroit, now, Detroit's now remember, never, never been to yeah. the Super Bowl, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, and remember so. this. Remember when uh, people were, like, picking the Cleveland Browns, which are perennial losers, picking, like, um, I'm trying to think, like, uh, I'm trying to think of another team that's a perennial loser that can't help it uh, to be picked all the time. Well, even the Eagles, even the Eagles, and I know Eagle fans, you're like, well, we have a heck of a team, and we're going to go back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you can. But how many Super Bowl f- have you won, Eagle fans? Uh, <laughs> one, I think. Right? Am I right? Have yeah. they won even one Super Bowl? I have to look that up. <laughs> how many? Yeah. You know, well, you got you got the Chargers who you know oh, they but, haven't. Yeah, been but there, the Chargers, you know, me, but they are a winning. They're you not know, perennial losers for the most part. Been good and good enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals, I would say, well, in the eighties, the Bengals, yeah, losers. they used to be, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, just I always just think about uh, with the Browns, right? Oh, they got their quarterback now. Oh, they got, you know, uh, when they had OBJ, ah, you know, and, yeah. and you know what? Well, the, te- the Houston <laughs> Texans, they haven't been very good either. So for a long time, yeah. So, so. twenty eighteen. This is, I should remember this. 2018 is their only Super Bowl win against Tom Brady uh, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the Patriots. Yeah, so they have one Super Bowl. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, and it's like the Jets, too. We won't get into that, but it's like the Jets. Everybody's looking at them, and that's not always a good thing. You know, so anyway, let's talk about some trouble with the Packers, shall we? Yeah, yeah, this may we not shall, because sorry, it's kind Packer of a fans, but yeah, this is kind of yeah, a follow up to what we had talked about in previous episodes. That's the only reason I brought it up because there was some more information that came to light, and so uh, there's some news yeah. about some two former Packers that are in some trouble and a current Packer, too. So, uh, former Packer inside linebacker Blake Martinez, we had talked about him. And he's retired yeah. now. Uh, you know, millions. Blake's Blake's seemingly flourishing Pokemon card business took a dark turn as Whatnot Social Marketplace flagged suspicious activities tied to Martinez's account. Blake's breaks. Subsequently, and I quote: "This account has been permanently removed." End quote. Mm. 
A recent Reddit video even shared one of the ways Blake Martinez's company allegedly scammed, allegedly scammed Pokemon card collectors. So, yeah, he had uh, great success since he's been out of the football with his new company, but he had a little bit of a setback there and got himself into a little bit of trouble. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that, John? (laughs) Or move no, on to the next whatever. one. Move on yeah. to the next. Dumb, yeah. Dumb, dumb. Well, we were talking about Blake, and then I figured I might as well bring this up because it hasn't been all, you know. Oh, sure. Going too well lately for him. So, uh, so then the second thing, the second Packer or former Packer is Green Bay Packer legend oh, and first ballot Brad. NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, oh, Brett boy, Favre. Brad. So, John, you had mentioned this in a some previous podcasts. I don't like talking about this stuff, but something came up just recently. So I figured I didn't know whether you saw it. So I figured I'd mention it. Uh, Brett is embroiled in an, an alleged fraud scandal resulting in dealings with Mississippi government funds. And his problems do not seem to be going away. John Packers fans, if you're interested in learning about the specifics of this dumpster fire of a scandal, then please read the article last week from Bro Bible. So if you look up Bro Bible and some of their articles, they talk about it in more depth. I'm sure you can look it up on the internet and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Of course, Brett Favre is trying to fight the lawsuit, but he suffered a huge setback last Thursday. Then the Mississippi Supreme Court ruled that uh, Favre will continue to be a defendant in the case. He wanted out because he repaid more than $1 million he received for personal appearances that he allegedly did not make. However, he still has not repaid the additional $6.7 million that he allegedly misappropriated in welfare money. Allegedly. Allegedly. It, It appears that the case will proceed to a civil trial with Brett Favre certain to be compelled to testify as of now he is not facing criminal charges so i figured i'd bring that up and you know john and and fans out there you probably i I mean i i love what you know Favre did for the packers i love watching him as a player um you know this just kind of puts a gives him kind of a literally a black you know and figuratively a black eye um, so, but, yeah. which is not good, but I figured I'd bring this up for you. And if you, had, I don't know if you had heard about it, John. Yes, I've heard all this and he keeps fighting it. And John, the guys just got to know that, <laughs> come on, enough's enough. You, you, you stole from poor people. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, and he keeps saying that, oh, yeah. I didn't do this. And I didn't do that. He's just, just come on, man. Stop it. You know, if I was funny, it's not funny, but it was funny in the articles. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And the thing is, you know, I, yeah, I'm just going to say this, John. I, I don't know why, if you, (laughs) if you have millions and millions of dollars that you still haven't given back, why didn't you just do it right away? You know, exactly. If that was actually the case. And then maybe he wouldn't be where he's at right now, but we're just going to move on. 
Time to move yeah. on. Move on to <laughs> okay. Mark Murphy. And then, then there was an article. Uh, yeah, the the current Packer CEO, Mark Murphy, has been named as a defendant in two new Northwestern University lawsuits, according to ESPN. Four former uh, football players filed lawsuits last Thursday. Thursday was a busy day last week, by the way, John. <laughs> Allegedly hazing Allegedly. and mistreatment. Uh, Murphy was the athletic director at Northwestern from 2003 to 2007. Since July, a total of 13 former football players have come forward to file lawsuits. So, um, John, anything else on that depressing news that you want to talk about? Okay. No, other than hazing, just hazing has changed. When I played football, like people would like, the seniors would, they would put us uh, uh, holding tackling dummies and run as fast as they could into us and knock us down. So I was like a freshman. I was like 140 pounds soaking wet. And this 220-pound fullback guy would just come running and just knock me on my ass. Well, that's hazy, right? In today's world, that's hazy. Back in my Mm -hmm. day, that was shut your mouth and get back up and take it. And quit if you don't like it. And I was kind of like, that's what's changed the days. And I think it's a good thing because people have died from hazing. I don't even more depressing. But there was a few years ago, there was this kid and he stuffed um, some like uh, socks down his mouth and started to, they taped him up to a goalpost and they left him there. Well, couldn't breathe. It was a hot summer day and he asphyxiated. Died. Yep. Yeah, he asphyxiated and he died. Just this dumb. was another years ago. At I think like at some southern school, I wouldn't even get into it. So- Ama- amazingly stupid. The latest uh, camp storylines, there's a couple things I wanted to mention. Uh, first thing, important thing with the season ending injury to Tyler tight end uh, Tyler Davis. Tight end Austin Allen, who we talked about earlier in the podcast, uh, now has a chance to capitalize on extra opportunities. He made a key downfield block again to allow running back Emmanuel Lewis to get to the corner and score that touchdown, that eight-yard touchdown during the preseason game. Additionally, uh, Allen has earned high praise for his special teams contributions in the preseason game as well. Like uh, former Packers Mercedes Lewis, he is an enormous human being at six foot eight inches tall and 253 pounds. So hopefully he'll be able to help out. Yeah. Take over for tight end Tyler Davis, who unfortunately again is out for the year. Um, so, but it made a lot of strides in Friday's exhibition game. Uh, looked pretty good. So that's a good sign. Uh, the second thing I wanted to mention, uh, in Sunday's practice, rookie Malik Heath is making some waves as a blocking wide receiver. Office of tackle Rashid Walker uh, and defensive tackle Carl Brooks, who John really likes, are uh, getting some reps with units higher up on the depth chart. So basically, John, Packers fans, uh, they're like with playing sometimes with the number ones now. Uh, Bakhtiari has been out. So Rashid Walker, I think, 
was uh, playing some left tackle, and then Carl Brooks is also playing with uh, with the ones as well here and there. Uh, even rookie safety Anthony Johnson Jr. stepped onto the field with Darnold Savage and the ones. That was probably the key thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, so Jonathan Owens is not with the ones at the moment. Uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. because he played so well in the preseason game. Uh, is now playing with the ones. Uh, so again, because Jonathan Owens wasn't a real standout, uh, that's probably why uh, Johnson's in there. Uh, Johnson uh, had three tackles and a pass breakup that was almost an interception during the the preseason game on Friday. Uh, plus, uh, Johnson uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. had three tackles again and a pass. Breakup does always an interception, and then he also played uh, special teams and had two more tackles. His uh, pro football focus, focus ranking was 11th out of uh, 58 Packers on special teams, by the way. So really, really good job. So, so John, I, I love this. The Packers are making a statement that if you don't perform and make the most of your opportunities, you won't be playing, starting, or maybe not even on the team. John, any comments on on those couple of storylines before no, we move on? No, that's really yeah. Just we can move on. I think there's some really good things, you know. Now that again, the Packers are saying, "Hey, man, it's everybody's got to be in." We do. We don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. We can't rely on him. We don't have some other key guys. So we're a young team, and if you're not going to go out there and you know bust your butt and make some plays, you're not going to be on the team. And I think that's a good thing. Yep. I think our starting center found that out too, didn't he, John? Yes, he did. <laughs> so, yes, yes. He did. Has some has some heat on him to perform a little bit better. Absolutely. If you can't even get the snap to uh you know to uh Jordan Love, that's a problem, especially if yeah, you're a, a, a center. So they were having problems with the snaps for whatever reason. So yeah, to be quite honest, care. I don't think uh I don't think we care. <laughs> just you know, no. you got to make that happen. You can't be yep. doing that, especially during a game. So you don't have to ever have to worry about that. So, uh, so, so, John, what conclusions did we come have for today's uh, episode thirty-two podcast? Well, um, number number one thing, number one conclusion: the Packers' first preseason uh, game was a pre- hopefully a prelude to what we all. Uh, we'll see a lot during the 2023 NFL season, which would be wins. All three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, were consistently good. Uh, second conclusion from t- tonight's episode, uh, Detroit Sports Nation is hopefully wrong with its uh, assessment of the Packers' 2020, uh, sorry, 2023 special teams ranking, which is dead last in the NFC North, according to them. Third conclusion, John, uh, you could write a television pilot for all the for a new legal drama called uh, Green Bay Legal or Packers Lawsuits or Packers Defendants, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the fourth Packers. conclusion, <laughs> I really, really like uh, what I see at Packers training camp. Uh, the team is pivoting constantly toward players who make an impact make plays and are consistently doing what is called for. The coaches are not messing around. 
You don't produce on the field. Your job is in jeopardy. Starter, first round pick, fan favorite. It doesn't matter anymore. So I like what I'm seeing during our training camp. John, any conclusions that you got from tonight? <laughs> Besides oh, uh, equi- all, all of our issues with the internet and equipment. Oh, and yeah, yeah, else. yeah. We'll, we'll get this sorted out one of these days. Yeah. That's why people, you know, if you continue to support us, Maybe Andy and I can get a studio someday and then we can be in a studio together and we don't worry about, you know, internet issues and all that fun stuff that all you podcasters have to deal with uh, to listen to our show. My main thing again is we play New England. Uh, Is that Saturday we play New England? I'll have to take a look at the schedule here. Saturday at uh, 7. Yeah. So we will we will see at Lambo too, John. At Lambo, at Lambo. Great. So Bill Belichick, even though it's you know he always says it's preseason, I just want to look at my guys. Yeah, he still is a great coach, and even when he's going half speed, he's full speed in my opinion. So we will see what happens this week. Who steps up? Who who kind of goes down? Um, I'm hoping. Tucker Craft, I hope he can step up. Uh, if he is playing, he might be injured. Who knows? Uh, and I really see Jordan Love to take the next step. I want to see my bo- uh, boy Carl Brooks play with the first, see how he does. But other than that, you know, I'm proud of what they've done so far. I'm I'm proud that they're putting things in their rear view and focusing on what's most important: the people here and the young they have. So again. We love you, Packer fans. Uh, you know, listen to us at your favorite podcast, whether it be Spotify, Radio, YouTube, and to us on podcasts on that. And like I said, we always need your support. So please support us by rating us five stars, commenting. That will help us grow. So Andy and I can maybe have a studio someday and we'd be in the studio and I have to deal get the, with get the Packers organization to hire us. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes, we could we could take out for Larry McCarron. <laughs> uh but anyway, anything yeah. for you. We, got, uh, we need Andy, we need like a job. big uh big ad on the Jumbotron at Lambeau Field. Yes, Unfortunately, we do. I don't know if we could afford that. <laughs> <laughs> Packers Blitz. Just put our Packers Blitz. Anything else, Andy? No, the only thing I did want to say before we leave, I'm really happy with our draft. We didn't mention that probably enough. Well, we actually have, but there's a lot of diamonds in the rough and a lot of those guys are playing and playing pretty well. And so, and that's a lot of our late round picks, actually. (laughs) Some of our fifth rounders, you know, our sixth sixth rounders, you know, seventh rounders. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we had a sixth rounder. I think we had one. Well, so. <laughs> but they're playing really well, and so that's going to help us fill out the roster. And we're going to, yeah, you know, hopefully that's going to help us win some ball games this year. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, Andy, always a pleasure. Uh, loved, love doing this with you, buddy. So, go pack, go until we talk to you next week. Go pack, go. See you, John. See you, buddy. Take care. Love you.